Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Good morning. How are you? Everyone give me a Japanese wave like that. A little wave, little wave. Hello, hello. That's it. That's how we wave in Japan and uh, we have fun. Why don't we pray? We you lift your hands right now? Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. Everyone, everyone here, Lord, we've come to worship but also to receive from your word. I pray you'd speak to every one of us. Thank you for this amazing church. Church full of blessings. Church full of generosity for the world and for Jundalup here. Blessing on them. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a big praise. Come on. Thanks, team. That's great. Please be seated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just want to just wanna, you know, bounce back off what Pastor Jared said. Yes, it's been 40 years of uh, mainly happy times, a few difficult times together, but always encouraging each other in the Lord. Isn't that good? So to be in a fellowship where even in hard times you can encourage and uh, laugh together, cry together, etc., Global Heart Church, you've been so generous to us right through Japan. Isn't that exciting? That, that from one country we can bless another country and, uh, and now we're in a number of other places in the world. I want to talk today about being surprised, being surprised by moments of refreshing from the Lord. Just, oh, just got refreshed. Oh, just got refreshed. There's a great scripture in Acts chapter 3 and it talks about moments or seasons or times of refreshing. And I'm believing that right now in the world, right now, right now, the Holy Spirit is bringing times of refreshing. We've just been through a COVID and we're in a war and there's famine in parts of the world, but the, the Holy Spirit is also refreshing. Are you ready for refreshing? Let's read this scripture, Acts chapter 3, verse 19, 20. It says, Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshing. Everyone say times of refreshing. Then times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord and he will again send you, Jesus, your appointed Messiah. Times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. The closer you get to God, the more you get refreshed. The more you get joy and love and grace, the closer you get, the more of that you get. And I just think it's been exciting for us to be in Japan where people said things could not be done and yet we've seen God bring times of refreshing in Japan. It's really exciting. It's really wonderful. Here in, in Perth, some people said this and this and this, but there have been times of refreshing. And going into COVID around the world, it's, it's sort of the churches were sort of on a similar plane. But let me tell you, coming out, the world is in a different place. Country after country is in a different situation. But this one thing is true, that the Holy Spirit is going to bring times of refreshing to all, to all of you as well. Times of refreshing. So you might be sitting there thinking, me? The answer is yes, God has a desire to bring refreshing into your life. So we're going to read a couple of scriptures and then we're going to go to my key scripture. So I'm setting it up. I'm setting it up here. It's a vision from Ezekiel on the river of God. That's, that's what we're going to go. We're going to talk about a river of God, a surprising touch, a surprising flow of the river of God, okay? But Jesus said these words in John 7, 38. Anyone who believes in me, come and drink. For the scripture declares, the scripture in the Old Testament declares, 
Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And when he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit in me, who would be given to everyone believing in him. Anyone, any believers here today? You've got a flow of the Holy Spirit, whether you know it or not, whether you're aware of it or not, there is a flow in the Holy Spirit in you. Right now, no matter what we're going through, there is a flow in you. It's not coming from above, it's coming from within. Hello? It's in you and it's flowing and it's happening right now. The Spirit had not been given because Jesus had not yet entered into His glory. Now, one more scripture as a setup. 1 Corinthians 6.19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? It's really important that we get this, that you're you're a carrier, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. There is no temple in Jerusalem. It was destroyed in 70 AD. Not one stone left on another that happened like Jesus said. And so for almost 2,000 years, there is no temple because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Speak to yourself, say, hello, temple. How are you today? Yeah, you're the carrier of God. So when we went to Japan and people said it was so dark and we said, how do you feel? We said, we feel Jesus because we just... We're there with Jesus. This whole thing about darkness and light. We've got to be careful what we're saying because wherever we go, we take the light of Jesus Christ because we are the, yeah, give God a big praise. Come on. You are, you are, wherever you go is God, the temple of the Holy Spirit. We don't become God. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we carry God. We have Him in our lives. You, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. So when we went to Japan, it was because of a vision that God gave my lovely wife, Viv, of a big wave, a tsunami, a big vision. And the, the vision was God's grace and love coming like a big wave over Japan. And we've seen something of that, but we haven't finished it yet. But the picture was a vision of water, living water, powerful water, graceful water. And that's what we're going to read here, because this is what the Scripture says. Now, we're going to read about a temple, and it's a little bit technical, but know that you are this temple. That's, that's all I want to say. Here we go. You ready? This is my key Scripture. Ezekiel 47, 1-7. In my vision, the man brought me back to the temple, to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing through the right of the altar on its south side. This is technical, okay, but we have the temple. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gate and led me around to the eastern entrance. And there I could see water flowing out through the south side of the east gateway. Again, geography. Don't worry about it, but we are this flow. We are this, we are this flowing temple. Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for 1750 feet, which is about half a kilometer. And then led me across. The water was up to my ankles. We're going to come back to that. Significant word today. Ankles. He measured off another amount and led me across. This time was up to my knees. Another whatever was up to my waist. And and the last one, and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. So we got ankles. What's next? Okay, sounds like a kid's song, doesn't it? Heads and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. No, we won't go on. Okay. But this this, this concept of levels, levels. And then verse 6, it says this. And after I saw this, verse 6, 
And he asked me, God said, have you been watching? Did you see it? Do you see it? Do you perceive it? It's often a a term in the Old Testament and New Testament where Jesus even turns to his disciples and said, did you get it? Did you understand it? Now he's not rebuking, he's he's pulling, he's he's drawing into truth. Amen? And God would say today, do you sense that you have a river in you? The river of God is in you if you're a believer. No matter how much you feel it, there is a truth. And the truth is you have a river of God. Could be ankles, could be knees, could be waist, could be up. But we have a level of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You are the temple today of the Holy Spirit. You're the ones that God is going to use. Okay. And he says, have you seen this? Have you been watching? And he led me back along the riverbank. And here's my key phrase of this scripture. And when I returned, I was surprised. I was surprised by the sight. I was surprised by the river. It surprised me again. And I'm so excited to be a believer for 43 years to say to you, I'm still surprised by God. Amen. It's still surprised by God. I'm not one of these bored Christians. I'm an excited Christian at my age, which is actually older than you, Pastor Jared, by a few years. Got a few years on you there. And uh, I'm still surprised. I'm still excited. There's still more. Do you see it? Do you get it? Do you sense the Spirit? Do you, do you understand the, the concept of vision and word and dream and, and life and destiny? Do you get it? Because that's what will keep us excited and surprised by His Word. Do you see it? And when I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Trees means fully developed disciples of Jesus Christ. Trees, people who know how to put roots in and get nutrients out and grow and flourish and produce fruit. I really believe this, that God is doing a new thing in the world today. And I would call it a a movement up to our ankles right now. Now in the, this is a bit technical, but in the Greek translation of Hebrew, in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the word ankles was translated not ankles, but forgiveness, release. The Spirit of God moves and we're into release. Now that happens through Jesus on the cross, amen? Amen, yeah? We get released, we get forgiven, but there, I believe there is a walking in the river, amen? A walking in release. A walking with God in grace that it affects us so much. Do you know that grace has three effects? It has an effect into us, is salvation. It has an effect in us that is changing us to be like Jesus. An effect out of us that is a flow to the world. See, grace is never a movement towards selfishness. Grace is a move towards Jesus. And it creates something beautiful in families and lives. And, 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 and the, but walking in, walking in the, the, the waters of release is what I want to talk about. Surprised that I can walk again with a release of grace in my heart. Give God a big praise. Come on. I was saved at the age of 19. I was a fireman in Sydney, and I'd been far, far from God. My, my parents divorced when I was little. Dad left when I was eight. And uh, I, know, I know a lot of you have families like that too, so that doesn't make me unique, but I'm just telling you my story. But it did make me very bitter, and in my teenage years, I went seeking after um, God in all the wrong places. 
I don't know how to describe that to you. I think you used to call it a new ager or whatever back then, a spiritual seeker that went into very, very wrong places. And it made me very depressed. I was very depressed. I did get a good job. I was a fireman. I really enjoyed that, but I was still depressed. And so great, great job, but then went home not happy. But when I was 19, something strange and wonderful happened. And one night in a fire, a big fire in Sydney, a big factory fire, it was in a chemical plant. Uh, there was explosions within the, ca- the, 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 the factory and it was getting hotter and it was getting more dangerous. And my, my senior officer ran up to us and said, run, which you never do as a fireman. You don't do that. You can't run and leave a hose because it's just going to go and it could, if the nozzle hits anyone, it's, they're going kill, to kill you. So to, for him to say run, it was really serious. So we, we let it go and ran. And as we did, there was an explosion and bricks started flying. And it was sort of like the matrix, you know, brick here and brick there. And we, we ran across the other side of the road, me and my two buddies. We looked back at the situation of the factory now exploded and stuff. And it was bricks all over the road where we'd just run. And we looked at each other and said, how do we run through that? And I, as a seeker away from God, nowhere near God, did not know God, I looked up to heaven that night and I said, who are you? Because I knew something supernatural had just occurred. Do you know it's happening all over the place? It may not be that one, but there's supernatural happenings all over the world. You are a supernatural happening. If you've got saved, God did this, 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 this. You met this person over here, over there, over there, and here you are today. Give God a big praise. Come on. <laughs> on that night, I was far from God. I had no, no heart for Jesus. But my friends said to me, Rod, would you read about Jesus? And they gave me a Bible and I said, oh, I don't think I want to read that. And my two really good Christian friends said to me, Rod, if we gave you any other spiritual book in the world, would you read it? I said, I guess I would. They said, well, why wouldn't you read the Bible? I said, that's a good challenge. I think I will. <laughs> so they opened up the book of Mark and I, I started reading about Jesus. And the more I read about Jesus, the more I read about grace. And the more I read about Jesus, the more I liked Jesus. And the more I started talking to Jesus as a non-believer, I started saying to Jesus, you've healed those people. Could you heal me? You've set them free. Could you set me free? You've helped those people. Could you give me grace? And as a non-Christian, I would seek God and I read the whole New Testament in six months as a non-believer. I wasn't challenging it. I just didn't know what I wanted. And after six months, I just really love this Jesus, even though I wasn't a believer. And I think there's a lot of people like that, that there's just, there's a surrender there. There's, yeah, yeah, you're good, but I don't know. Anyway, I went to a little church on this certain night, six months after that fire, and I was ready. And I just said to God on that night, just said, now. That was my prayer, one word. I think I said it out loud, I said, now. And two things happened. Instantly, the darkness in me left me in a moment. I believe in moments of deliverance, amen? I believe in moments of deliverance and freedom. Sometimes it's a process, but there are moments within the process. And the second thing that happened was God's love and grace came all over my life and I just was under the power of the Holy Spirit for hours and hours and hours. And it all happened in a moment. My life changed and I'm so happy. 43 years ago, I, I remember it like it was night right now. It was just engraved into my 
thinking. And I, I started to walk in the waters now for the first time in my life, the waters of forgiveness. I'm now walking around in, and, and I'm free. And I, I had lots of trouble in my mind still, but my spirit was changed. You know what I'm saying? Renewing of the mind takes time, takes reading the word, but the heart can be changed in a moment. Whew, really exciting. But you know, God spoke to me. I started learning how to journal, read the word and say, God speak to me from the word today. I still do that 43 years later. Yeah. Just, just a simple scripture, just God, would you speak to me? The first thing God spoke to me said, you got to forgive your father. Now I knew that was coming. <laughs> I even knew b- before I gave my life to Jesus, probably it's one of the reasons it took me so long because I knew that was the word God was going to say. And God in his goodness said to me, Rod, you've got to forgive your father. Well, forgiveness is a moment and a journey. Do you know that? The moment is the decision. Yes, I'm going to do that. And then there is the feelings, the feelings of forgiveness, of being rejected for so many years and whatever else, to, to not just forgive and say, you know, forgiveness means release. It means to drop, to drop it. The word literally in the Greek means to drop it. It does not mean to feel it. It means to drop it, release it, let it go. So I decided that night to let it go. But my feelings needed to follow. But you know, I followed through with that constantly. And a year later I got with my dad and I shared with him and I'm I'm a believer in Jesus now, dad. And he didn't like that. But anyway, uh, dad, I want to form a relationship with you. It was the most awkward moment of my life. And guess what? It was the most awkward moment in his life as we sort of connected. Took time, took some time, but I'm so glad we did that because many, many, many years later, when my dad was 90 years old, three days before his death, he opened his life and received Jesus into his life. Give the Lord a big praise. And... The, the, the funeral was like a movie, you know, it was like um, Viv and I were standing in a movie, seriously, because we thought there'd be like 20 people at my dad's funeral. There was hundreds. And we're thinking, Viv and I, what, have they come to the right funeral? Like, Sorry, but that's just, just the way it was. And, but these people, they love my dad. And there was people there from all different churches. So there were Pentecostals and Baptists and Lutherans and all sorts of people. And they wanted to meet Viv and I. And everyone said the same thing. They said, you know, your father was a spiritual seeker. I said, what are you talking about? We've got the same dad, you know, is this the right? And they said, yeah, for 10 years. This is what they said. This is what literally they said. For 10 years, we sat in the lounge room of his house and we spoke about Jesus for the last 10 years. Now, some old people have got some dark secrets. But my dad had a really good secret. Why didn't he tell me? (laughs) I don't know. But he opened his heart and received Jesus. And I'm so glad when I was a young man, and Jesus said, now that you know grace, you've got to start splashing it on other people. Now that you're learning to walk in grace, you've got to learn to let it go on to other people. And I think, I really think there's a move of God coming. We're going to be surprised Listen to me now, this is it. Surprised by a move of grace that's going to operate in such, such, such forgiveness and such freedom 
that we're going to learn not to be offended anymore. I don't want to be offended anymore. Do you want to be offended? It doesn't help our marriages and families and church and connect groups and workplace. And as we're walking in the splashing and the forgiveness, the Holy Spirit level, the, up to our ankles, just even the first level, we can learn how to not just splash and enjoy. You know what it's like at the beach, right? It's a little bit cold. And at first you put your toe in, oh, it's cold. But then you come back and you... And you start splashing and then you splash your wife and you're in real trouble. And uh, uh, you know what it's like, hey? And then she splashes you and you, you, know, you get it, right? At first, a little, oh, it's, oh, and then, and then we sort of settle in. I think that's what it's like. Yeah. We, we're getting used to grace. So much grace here and so much forgiveness on the cross. So, so much that now I'm starting to actually, in, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying. You're forgiven. <laughs> I forgive you. I let you go, and we start to giving, let people have the benefit of the doubt. Especially in church, you know, some people can get offended over very small issues that may not be in that person's brain at all. So we make a big deal of it and make it, and, and, and ruin relationships over something that may not even be real. Do you know what I'm saying? But when we learn to splash and enjoy, we learn to release. I've got a pastor up in one of our churches in Sendai. That's up in North Japan where the tsunami came through and we started a great church up there. Pastor uh, Nobuki, Japanese man, great guy. Um, it was actually a Christian background, which is unusual, but he was. He went to America and came back to Japan after the tsunami to help and win his own nation. Isn't that good? And I remember, I, I, we love this guy. He's just a great guy, uh, four kids, just Amazing, and he rings me one day. I'm in Tokyo. He's in Sendai. He says, "Pastor Rod," I said, "Yes, Tobuki, how are you?" He said, "Good, Pastor Rod. Good news. I, I think I got it." I said, "That's good. What have you got?" He said, "I think I got grace." I said, "That's really good because you're a pastor." <laughs> I said, "Can you just explain what changed? Like, what are you talking about?" And he said, "When I read the Bible, it was always more things to do." more instructions, more things I'm not doing and I should do. He said, that was not bad, but that's, that was how I read the Bible. I'm a pastor, I have to read the Bible. He said, all of a sudden, I realized that God is my good father and he's the, the Lord of the universe, the creator, and he, he wants to speak to me as a son. And he wants to tell me that there's a great life I have for you. Would you, would you look at my words and walk into a better future? He says, when I read the Bible now, I'm so excited every day. I just open up and say, Lord, what would you say to me today? And sometimes it is corrective. In other words, don't do this, but do that. But he says, I have the revelation that my father is saying, this is a better way to live. This is a way to a better future. This is a way to a better job or relationship. And he's got the revelation that every time I open the words, God speak to me because you love me. And he said, I understand grace. Do you understand that? As we splash around in forgiveness and love and joy and how much God loves us, we start to read the word from that grace, that, that forgiven. We're, we're, I'm not saying we're playing with God. I'm just saying we're sort of splashing with God. Is that okay? Everyone get the picture? We're not, we're not, we're not making fun. We're just enjoying our spiritual life. We're not always trying to get to God the Father. We are with the God the Father. 
we're not always trying to, to, to get to him for his blessing and for his, his approval. We, we have his approval and we're looking at the future together. Come on, give God a big praise. I want to finish this scripture and I've got a few minutes. Because from this scripture of understanding the splashing and, and, and the word is, did you see it? There it is in verse 6 again. He asked me, have you, have you been watching? Did you get it? Did we understand it? And he led me back and I returned. I was surprised by trees. And I believe that there are some people in tree mode here today. Amen. You're growing. You're getting it. You're, you're relaxing into God. You're, you're God. I mean, if you've if you got your arms around God, you're sort of like that, right? Because He's big. But, but sort of, God. Do you get it? That's what trees are. They're with God. They're just looking at the future together. God, I want to serve you and love you. And what can we do together? How can I serve my family? And trees. Sometimes I look at people in the church and I just see they were a little sapling, but all of a sudden they became a tree. I see it. I see it all the time. Sometimes I go up to people and I say, you, you're, you're in God's elevator right now. And God just hit three floors up. What happened? And they say, yes, Pastor Rod, God spoke to me as a son or daughter. And He said this, almost 100% of the time, God spoke to me and I got it. I understood it. I watched it. I saw it. I got it. And it's grace. And I'm operating from that level now. And I just, we just went up. Hello, trees. How are you today? And potential trees. I'm going to finish off the Scripture because there's some more things here. Verse 7. When I returned, I was surprised. I read that. Verse 8, and he said to me, this river, this river of God flows east through the desert in the valley of the Dead Sea. And the waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. Hey, we're going to get rid of our saltiness. You got some saltiness, drop it off in Jesus' name. I'm not telling you what to do, but really I am actually. Because saltiness leads to deadness and freshness leads to new life new relationships wherever the stream goes the saltiness offense being offended easily I'm splashing in grace now I've been forgiven so much I need to let other people go as well so glad me and my sister let go of my dad all those years ago and He's up in heaven. So glad we lived that life. Verse 9, there'll be swarms of living things wherever the waters of the river flows. Living, living things, living lives, living families. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea, for its waters will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever the river flows. Lord, let it flow in every part of my life. I want to flourish. And fish are coming in. That's new Christians. That's what Jesus told the parable of fishing and fish are coming in and fish are coming in and fish are coming in from all over the world to Western Australia. Amen. As well as Aussies. They're coming in. We've got to get ready for the fish. We've got to get ready. The best way to get ready is to have a fresh heart and to say to someone, hello, do the Japanese wave. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Fish. And the last thing it says is, oh, there's going to be fishermen everywhere evangelists are going to rise gifted people are going to rise 
People have been in the back and just going to come forward and say, can I serve? Can I work? Can I do? Not because they have to or because they are religiously trying to get to God. They are with the Father and they're hearing the Father say, I want you to do this. I built you to do this. And we're going to walk forward with purpose. Would you stand with me, church, as I pray? I believe we're going to be surprised by a new move of the Holy Spirit around the whole world. There's going to be a lot of people come in. Are we ready for them? But today, my first prayer right now is that we would no longer be salty, but cleansed and free. And I'm not going to ask people to respond individually. I'm going to ask us all to raise our hand. Would you do that? Here we are, Lord. Our Father, thank you. We're going we're gonna to learn to splash in your grace. Splashing all over us. Now, husband, wife, kids, family, splashing, grace, release, forgiveness, not offended, letting go, letting it go. Drop it now if it's you. Come on, drop it, let it go. And all of us, Lord, we would be surprised by your grace right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you give the Lord a big praise? It's it's coming. It's coming. You're going to see it. My last prayer is for those maybe who would like to know Jesus in your heart or been away and you want to come back. Just like my story, I sort of got to know Jesus as as a non-believer or as a a non-follower. And then there was a moment He just grabbed my heart. I'm so glad He did. That might be you. So I just want to give you a chance and pray for you today. You want to receive Him or come back to Him. I'm going to count to three quickly. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. I'm just going to pray for you where you stand. That's it. But you know you need to make this decision. It's really important. He's saying, I want to know Jesus, His forgiveness and love. I want to come back. I'm going to count to three. Are you ready? One, two, three. Would you lift your hand and say, that's me right now. Yeah, that's me. Thank you, Lord. Would you do that? Just lift your hand and say, yep, I need to do that. I want to do that. Is there anyone here today to say yes? You know, God's just pressing on you right now. Just lift up your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I want to come back. I don't see any hands. That's fine, but don't miss out on a moment to say yes. Last time I'm going to ask, and I'll move on. Anyone today? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Someone else would join him. Yep, someone else as well. Thank you. People have been doing this all weekend. Just come and join them if God is touching you. Anyone else? Last time, I'm going to pray. Thank you back there. Thank you so much. It's great. Let's give these people a big hand. I'm going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Touch them deeply, Lord deeply in their heart. They'll know they're loved and called for a purpose with you. Forgive them and let them follow you with their hearts. In Jesus' name. I'm just going to pray, ask the whole church to just join me in this prayer. And if you, if you, everyone would do that, that'd be great just to help our friends. Is that okay? Okay. Here we go. Dear Jesus, thank you. Come into my heart. Forgive me. Fill me with purpose and I will follow you. Amen. Give the Lord a big praise. Amen. Thanks. So, 
Jerry Kean, you are a mighty man. We honour you. Global Heart and all you do around the world is a reflection of you and a reflection of our God. We thank you for all the friendship you've given us and love you've given us and all the church here. We honour you on your 60th birthday. God bless your church. So good, so good. Church, can we just thank Pastor Rod one last time for preaching this week? Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.